This is the Dallas Morning News. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Dallas Morning News. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Hey, North Texas food fans. Welcome to Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week, we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm your host, food editor Aaron Bookie, and this week is pretty newsy. From the latest trendy cocktail called Spaghetti to famed fried chicken joint Bojangles coming to Texas. Then we dive into some sciencey stuff as the U.S. approves the first lab-grown meat for sale at restaurants. Is this the future of food? And how do farmers and vegans feel about this? It all gets started right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then we're the HQ for you. Whether you're a make-every-recipe-in-the-cookbook foodie or a my-favorite-recipe-is-reheat type who just digs the delectable, no place makes every day more delicious like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food for information on our show and lots of food and drink stories. And you can always share your thoughts with us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. Also, if you're a fan of the Eat Drink DFW podcast, please do us a huge favor and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us as well so you'll always know about new episodes. Later on, we'll be talking about the first lab-grown meat approved for sale. But first, we're talking fried chicken and summer cocktails with writers Sarah Blaskovich and Imelda Garcia. Claire Baller is off this week. Sarah, some big news this week is that Bojangles Fried Chicken and Biscuits is coming to town. Can you tell us about this? I think it's a big deal, right? It is a big deal. And Julie, I see you grinning. You are from North Carolina and you know Bojangles, right? I know Bojangles. I love Bojangles and the dirty. Do they have dirty rice? They, they have dirty rice. They sure they? do. And they talked to us yesterday about how they make the dirty rice. Yes. So Bojangles is a fried chicken place. You can get your fried chicken on a bun or on a biscuit. But I took a North Carolinian with me, Ari Sen, who is one of our investigative reporters. We went to Bojangles together, him as my expert and me as the food journalist. And we ate together and he felt as though this Bojangles in Texas really reminded him of home. And he says the ideal order is the fried chicken on a biscuit and he gets those seasoned fries and uh, he doesn't dip that stuff in anything. He thinks it's perfect the way it is. Oh, wow. Chef tells me that the iced tea and the honey mustard are also two major things that have made this brand. And tell us about the bowberry. I keep seeing bowberry things. What is that? So glad you brought it up. The it's bowberry. not cereal. It's not booberry. No, it's not. Um, the bowberry biscuit is a blueberry flavored biscuit. Reminds me of the blueberry muffin muffin jiffy mix that my mom used to make yeah. but in a biscuit shape and then it has just a little bit of icing on top and I watched Ari eat this because I'm like are we having like a deep a south moment like the happiness on his face it made me <laughs> so happy the biscuit came out super hot it has that nice sugary sweet icing on the top but not too much of it he said it's perfect 
it reminds me a little bit of how much Louisianans love Popeyes mm-hmm. or maybe how much Texans love Whataburger. Where is it? And please let it be close to me. Uh, so some bad news, Julie, but stick with me. <laughs> okay. The first ones in Euless opens June 27th. But others are coming in Frisco, Lancaster, and Little Elm. Still not in Julie's neighborhood. (laughs) Yeah, but I do think more Bojangles will open in Texas for sure. But in North Texas also, they seem really interested in infiltrating the Lone Star State. Tell me something. This blueberry biscuit, it's with chicken too? Oh, great question. No. Although. Okay. That's (laughs) Just a second. No, it just does come as a biscuit. Nothing in the middle. But I'm interested now, Imelda, in wow. putting a piece of fried chicken in the middle. Yeah. I feel like we should do blueberry biscuit, fried chicken, Mike's hot honey, and hot Cheetos on top. I think that sounds great. Put some brisket yeah. on it. <laughs> God. <laughs> there it is. At State Fair of Texas. It's coming. If it this sounds coming. awful, email us at eatdrinkadelsnews.com. I also love in your story, Sarah, that you said they had cheer wine. There was a quote from one of the guys in there. It's like, Texans probably don't even know what that is. And I'm like, I literally did not until Julie brought it up on a recent podcast. Oh my gosh. Are they going to have cheer wine? In they, the- will, they will not have cheer wine in Texas. Ooh. The idea was most Texans don't know to miss it. But North Carolinians like you, that's part of your Bojangles meal. What is that? It's pretty much just a poor man's Dr. Pepper. It's kind of like a watered down Mr. Pibb. Speaking of poor man's drinks, this is a trend, I think, because I've been seeing this cocktail on the Instagrams and the other social media things, and it's called Spaghetti. It's basically a Miller High Life, and you drink a little bit of it. Of course you do. And then you put Aperol in it. What? In the bottle. In the neck of the Miller High Life. And then you squeeze lemon juice in there. And it's like the poor man's Aperol spritz. The fact that it's called not just spaghetti, but spaghetti. Okay, (laughs) do you guys know this reference? No. There is a TV show called Tim and Eric's Awesome Show, Great Job. And it's these two (laughs) comedians. There's a whole sketch called Spaghetti. And they are yelling it. You know this, Erin? No, I just am assuming that it's yelled. But then, so how do we get from yelling almost the full word of spaghetti minus the I to this cocktail called that? So it was actually invented at a brewery in Baltimore. So I guess the owners were big fans of this show. Tim and Blim's awesome, great day. (laughs) Tim and Eric's awesome show, great job. (laughs) That's what we should call our show. Tim and Blim. (laughs) I will tweet out the sketch if I can find it just so every, because you'll be like, is this funny? It's so weird. Do we know why this drink is called like that? Melda's like, get back to what we're supposed to be on. I I don't think so. And I don't even know why Miller High Life specifically. Like, I don't think I've ever had a Miller. It has to be with Miller. I think so. Yes. It is a Miller High Life and you open it, you drink a little bit out of it to make some room and then you put the Aperol in it and it becomes kind of like a cool orangey color. Yeah. Well, I mean, Miller High Life is a champagne of beers. Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Julie, you're probably with me. I would completely try this. Absolutely. I'm so on board with this. It sounds like refreshing. Honestly, I don't hate a Miller High Life. Yeah. I'm down for a cheap beer. Yeah. So this sounds fun to me. Yeah. And then you yell spaghetti. Spaghetti. I think it might actually be better than this other drink, which is called the Hobo Negroni. (laughs) (laughs) And it's kind of the same, but it's a simplified Negroni cocktail made with beer. It could be Miller High Life or whatever and Campari. So it's along the same lines. Okay. And so then I went down this like, um, the hacks, the the Hobo drink, um, wormhole. And, um, (laughs) there's also something called a hillbilly margarita with tequila and Mountain Dew. Oh, what? yes. Well, I drink that's that. a sacrilege. <laughs> yeah. I, wow. I do get why. 
Yeah. You need a little bit of sugar from the triple sec or something like it. Uh-huh. And then you need like this lemon lime thing. Yeah. I get where it's headed, but yeah. Imelda, you say no. Mm, I don't know. I like the classic margarita. Yeah. I mean, they say hillbilly, et cetera, but it's really like the lazy person's drink. I would drink it. I'm sorry. It sounds like really fun and refreshing to me. Yeah, it does sound. And I like kind of the fizzy aspect. Yeah. Or how does Imelda say fizzy? Burbujante. Oh, yes. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. So I was sexy. trying to practice it this week and I'm like, I can't do it. No, you will. You will. Can we revisit Campari again, though? Because my husband and I have been having a lot of discussions about the big rise in Negronis right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His big question is, does anyone really like Campari or is everyone just drinking it to be cool right now? Because anytime I try that cocktail, I don't like it. Too bitter for you. Too bitter. Too. Is it licorice? I think so. And I really wish Claire was here right now because that is her drink. She loves to drink a Negroni. The Negroni. It's her like number one. Gross. (laughs) Okay. She does have a refined palate. Perhaps more refined than you, Julie, which is not a knock. (laughs) Well, no, it's it's probably a fact. So (laughs) if you've tried the spaghetti or have another favorite summer. Hold on. You got to yell it. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, if you've tried the spaghetti. Yes. Let's just sound angry. Or have another favorite summer cocktail or hack. Please tell us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. Coming up next, we'll talk about what's known as cultured meat. Cultured meat. Yes. After we do some uncultured cocktails. Yes. (laughs) That's right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map. Get inspired, get adventurous, or just get a chef-made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time. No place makes every meal more amazing like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to get into some geeky food science today because U.S. regulators recently approved the sale of chicken made from animal cells, Mm. which is, I know, yum, which is being called cell cultivated or cultured meat. This approval will actually allow two California companies. One is called Upside Foods and the other is called Good Meat. They will eventually come to grocery stores, but right now they are going to be sold at restaurants. One is Jose Andres Restaurant in Washington, D.C. So that's where people will be able to try it first. The whole idea of this lab-grown meat is an environmental one. It technically eliminates harm to animals. They call it slaughter-free meat, and it reduces the environmental impacts of traditional meat production. Cultivated meat is grown in steel tanks using cells that come from a living animal, Hmm. a fertilized egg or bank of stored cells. So it's basically like in vitro meat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which sounds delicious. And in this one company, it comes out in large sheets that are then formed into shapes like chicken cutlets and sausages. This is, I'm reading this from the Associated Press. Oh my gosh, sheets. Yes, sheet meat. Oh no. (laughs) We need an entry in the AP style book about how to refer to this meat because cultured meat to me means this meat thinks it's better than you. Yes. Well, and to me- Sheet meat (laughs) says a whole different thing. I just love it. The cost is actually very high right now, so I don't know when it will expand. There are no local restaurants carrying this that we know of. Like, it's really just exclusive to, like, the Jose Andres restaurant in D.C. and a restaurant in San Francisco called Bar Kren. What do you guys think of this? I think it's the future. I mean, not right now, but maybe in some decades I'm going to be eating that. Yeah. Maybe the restaurants will have to disclose that this is lab meat. 
it's such a jump from the whole farm to table movement where restaurants are like, oh, this chicken was grown on this farm two miles from here and lovingly cared for to, oh, this was grown in a steel tank. I have many family members who are totally icked out by chicken. I have some family members who used to have chickens. And so they like knew what it was like when grandma would go out back and like slaughter the chicken. Mm -hmm. But I think that lab grown chicken would be great for somebody who just can't handle the visual of how they know that chicken got to their plate. But it's a it's a leap for me. Mm -hmm. I do agree with Imelda that it's the future. And I think we will all and our children, too, will eat this and maybe even (laughs) listen back to this in 40 years and think how ridiculous it is that we're kind of waked out by it. Uh Like I remember, I think Katie Kirk said, what is Internet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then like they talked about it. So like I don't want to be those people about this topic, but I, I am not there yet to feel comfortable with this. But my thought on everything is I will try anything, not even once, but probably twice or more. Like I will give it a, I'm really curious if you blindfold us, if it tastes exactly like chicken. Yeah. Can you tell the difference texturally? We'll have to get our hands on some of it and try it. What about you? Would you eat it? Yeah, I would try it. I mean, I'm very concerned about the environment and I know how the meat industry is bad for the environment. I'm definitely open to this idea, but I am also, like I've said before, one of the crunchier, earthier members of the group. And I like my food to be of the earth. The lab-grown meat, I mean, the good things about it is you're not going to have the really bad bacteria and the risk of food poisoning and things like that. But I don't think you have the good stuff either. But if they're growing it in a lab, couldn't they put that in? They could. It's kind of along Hmm. the same lines as um, hydroponic gardening. Greens that are grown in water don't have the nutrients of the soil, but hydroponic gardeners add those nutrients to the water so that the nutrients come up through the greens. So I think that is possible. So here's a question for you guys. If we can cultivate meat from cells, then we could make meat out of pretty much anything. Like we could eat whales. Maybe we could eat dinosaurs. Oh my gosh. If they cultivated human meat, (laughs) would you eat it? Julie, wow. (laughs) (laughs) This took a turn. (laughs) Well, we're starting with chicken. It's an ethical, yeah. It's it's, all right. So I said I would try anything twice, but I don't I don't want to eat people. (laughs) I just listened to so many murder podcasts, some cannibals. I can't do that. That takes me to a spot I'm not comfortable. Cannibalism, no. It's a no. It's that's a, a hard that's no. a hard no. Okay. But yeah. dinosaurs, maybe. I would eat a dinosaur. Yeah, Here's the thing about T Rex. I feel strongly that it would be way too tough like Buffalo. Uh-huh. I don't I think agree. we're gonna like T Rex. Yeah, I agree. But like the cute ones, the plumper ones, the ones that are purple, or is this just in the cartoons? <laughs> well, <laughs> But they are too cute. And here's another yeah, angle. We know what color yeah. they were. I, we don't know what color they were. They didn't have iPhones back then. Gosh no. darn it. Well, maybe we could start eating the really cute animals. Like if we're <laughs> oh cultivating the meat in a lab, like hamster. If I had panda bear. What would panda taste like? What would, bamboo? It would taste like happy. <laughs> <laughs> happy bamboo. <laughs> what would hamster taste like? Like a whole hamster steak. This opens up a world of possibilities. Like a whole just, hamster steak, though, is the whole hamster. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you do it in a lab. Yeah, it that's be true. Huge. It could be a whole sheets, hamster remember. sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Sheet meat. Wow. Holy sheet. Oh my gosh. Julie, you've taken us a place I didn't want to go. Uh, Yeah. It is controversial and it brings up those ethical questions because a lot of people are like, well, is this vegan since an animal was not slaughtered for this? Is it? Some people are like, absolutely not. Some people are like, yes. 
I did some more Googling in the vegan community and PETA actually supports this. As long as animals are not being slaughtered, they're good with it. Okay. And they actually like put money into this research like for the last 10 years or so. But people who, I mean, a lot of vegans are vegans because they don't like the flesh. It repulses them. Right. And so a lot of them are like, absolutely not. That still comes from an animal. And one other ethical question, it's just like electric cars. Electric cars came on the scene and we we're like, great, now we have electric cars. But then there was a big pushback from the automotive industry. What are Texans who raise cattle going to say? This is an entire industry that could potentially go away right. because of sheep meat. So what kind of pushback would there be? Because part of me is huge like- Huge pushback. A huge pushback. Yeah, especially in a state like ours. Julie, right. it's a great point. And think about- If they are able to create a lab steak, how amazing would that steak be? The taste and texture qualities that you could incorporate into your sheet meat. It could be the most perfect Wagyu steak. Exactly. Very interesting. A ton of people going out of business because of that. And that's the thing with any kind of progress or disruption. There are good things about it, but also there are entire industries and livelihoods tied to the old ways. This is something we're going to be talking about for years. Yeah. So we really, really want to know what our listeners think about this. So please email us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com and tell us your thoughts. We may even call you and get you on a future podcast because we want to talk about this a lot more. And would you eat dinosaurs? Or people? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Those are the two questions we're going to ask strangers at the next happy hour. Oh yeah. This has gotten weird. Yeah. And that's all the time we have for Eat Drink DFW this week. Thank you all for joining and I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you. So share your food thoughts, favorite restaurants, or tasty recipes with us at eatdrinkatdallasnews.com. The show is produced by Julie Fisk. To stay up to date on every episode of this show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com slash listen. You'll also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Aaron Bookie. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Spoken Layer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.